Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, my name is Denise Eckert, and I'm the host of the Relaxation Lounge. And I love coming on here and sharing different techniques, tricks, and ideas to lower the stress in your life. Because you know what? Stress isn't good. Today I've got Nina Mandelson, and she's a body peace coach. She helps people end the war with food and body and finally feel truly at home in their body as it is. So welcome, Nina. Thank you, Denise. I'm glad to be here. And I'd love to hear what inspired you to start the Body Peace Coaching. Body Peace Coaching actually came out of my own experience of being a body war. I was on my first diet when I was nine years old. I really kept dieting pretty much for decades after that. And I was constantly in this pursuit of just lose some more weight. Oh, just eat a little healthier. Oh, just do a little more fitness, this, that, the other. There was forever a stress, a pressure, an internal push of not enoughness around my body and what I was eating. And what it did, and this, you know, is in your wheelhouse, is that I was always in stress. I was always stressed about how I looked, about how I just ate, about what I was going to eat, right? It's this experience of body war that so, so many women understand too well. And that's the problem. We do understand it too well. And I love the word body peace together because it just makes you feel that peace. And so what is body peace? So body peace is that sense of ease. There's this wonderful, you and I were talking about it. I grew up in Montreal, both Canadian. So um, we're talking about the fact that I grew up in Montreal and there's a phrase, a French phrase, je me sens bien dans ma peau. I feel good in my own skin. And I heard that growing up and I was like, I have no clue what the heck they mean by that. Because I was like, I don't feel at home in this skin. This is not good enough, right? I'm supposed to be taller, blonder, thinner. I'm supposed to look like they do in the magazines, right? And on television. And thankfully, this was before social media. Now it's really brutal, right? Now everybody's literally got all those images coming at them on their phone all the time. And so that body piece is that feeling of feeling good in your skin right? That feeling of feeling at home, that ease, that sense of like, I am good as I am. Not when I lose X amount of pounds, then I get to feel good. Mm -mm. Body peace is now. It's a practice of feeling at home in your skin in this moment. It's not the, oh, I'll get that when I lose 10 pounds. Oh, I'll go on vacation or I'll be in that picture when I lose weight. There's no 
conditional if when thing going on. Body piece is this is my body. And this body, as she is, has incredible wisdom. I can trust her. There's a sense of connection. There's a sense of I am a good steward to this body. I take care of her well. I feel like an ally to her. I'm nourishing her. I'm respecting her. That is body peace. And out of that comes a sense of trust, a sense of like, oh, yeah, this is a good place to live. I love that. Now, how do we end up with these negative relationships with our body? No, there's so many, so, so, so many reasons why we end up in these negative relationships. I would say some of it comes family, right? Comes from a place of, you know, if we had a parent who was critical of their body, who was dieting, who had an eating disorder or disordered eating, um, it could also be the gym teacher who was fat shaming, you know, who was teasing the kids who are in larger bodies. It could also be from the doctor who you get on the scale every time you go, which is unnecessary, by the way. And if you're going to the doctor, tell them not to weigh you. Um, But the doctor who goes, oh, you need to lose weight which is the most ridiculous thing to say to anybody because then, okay, then give me a system. Give me a system of weight loss that actually works because they don't. There is no diet that actually has proven long-term. There's no evidence-based diet that shows, yes, here, let's have you lose weight and keep it off because 95% of people who go on diets gain their weight back, if not more weight in two to five years, right? So this whole idea of hating our body comes to us from all the people we trust, right? Our teachers, our doctors, our parents, but even at a bigger level, it comes from a societal impact, right? Which is our diet culture, $72 billion industry, of people telling us your body is not okay as it is. It should look like this model that's been airbrushed. And so we have this product and you lose seven pounds in seven days. If you buy this product, oh, it didn't work for you. Well, that's your fault. No, it's not the fact that diets actually don't work. That's not the issue. No, then we're made to feel like we did it wrong. Right? So the body hatred, the body shame that we take so personally, there's something wrong with me. It's very important when we're healing our relationship with body and food to first start looking like, wait a second, where did these messages come from? And to put them where they belong. Oh, this is a cultural message. Oh, that message I got from my my gym teacher. Oh, that message. Whew. I heard that one all the time, right? From my dad walking down the street. Oh, look at her. She's in such a, she's so fat, right? As though that was the worst insult in the world, right? All of those words that we heard, all of those images that we're, we've seen, all of the fat phobia that we've internalized, we turn it to ourselves and it becomes that hate. And that is so... That is why it's so, so, so important 
to actively pursue a different relationship with our body, one of body peace. Yeah. And also with stress. I mean, we put ourselves under the stress of not being happy with ourselves, but we also turn around to food to manage in a sense our stress. Because I know myself, like if I'm having a bad day, I'll take a break with a chocolate cake or I'll take a break with a chocolate ice cream because it gives me that break away, but I could make healthier choices. Then you've got that good dialogue in your head as well. Yeah. So stress eating is a really fascinating um, issue to unpack. And the one way I'd love to unpack it is, um, is to read a poem about it, if that's okay. I would love to hear it. Okay, so I write body piece poems. I started doing it uh, a lot of years ago because I was looking for a different way to talk about the relationship we have with our body because we are having a relationship. And I felt like all the ways that people talk to us about our body is information. Do this, don't do that. And I wanted to find a way that really got into the heart into the emotions, into the actual sort of essence of our relationship with our body. So this poem is called Stress Eating. We say it like it's a bad word. I was stress eating, followed by self-blame and shame like something is wrong with us. But if we strip away the stigma, stress eating is survival, is coping, is desperately longing for soothing. So let's listen with deep understanding to the stress, to the eating, and respond with kindness. Say, of course I'm stressed. These are wild and stressful times. Of course I'm eating. Eating is a symbol of survival. Of course I'm stressed. There's too much expected from me right now. Of course I am eating. Eating is my will to live. Instead of seasoning your food with shame, how about digesting it with understanding and compassion? Gentleness needs to be the first responder to our stress, to our needs, to our hunger, not judgment. That's so powerful. I love that. Because we don't take the time out and think about these things, especially when we're stressed. We don't because, right, and this is totally in your, you know, lane, but when we're stressed, we don't. We can't even see that there's another option because we're literally in fight or flight or freeze or flop or fawn. We're in an activated state that makes it feel like an emergency. And so it's hard to see. (sighs) wait, there's another possibility here. There's another reality. And especially with our relationship with food and body, to start to unravel that relationship of stress because it gets turned towards us. It's the internalized stress. It's the conversation we have with ourselves around what we look like in the mirror, about what we just ate, about... I'm putting this in quotes, cheating on our diet, right? All of that is stress that we create. Now, I say we create it. We got it from our culture, for sure. We learned it from diets, for sure. But it's 
It is in our purview. It's in it's possible to actually unhook from that conversation that continues this place of shame and hate and stress against ourselves. Because what happens when we're stressed and we're eating, we don't digest as well. We don't assimilate our food as well, right? Our immune system goes down, right? We don't metabolize as well. So that internalized stress actually disrupts our relationship to our body. So it's what I love about what you're doing, which is how do we create relaxation? So how do we shift this relationship inside our body such that we can actually take that exhale and go, huh, what's going on? What's happening? What does my body need? What would deeply nourish me? How can I best respect myself right now? Yeah. And how can I show my body some love rather than constantly (laughs) criticism? (laughs) Absolutely. How can I show my body some love? I love that. There's, there's one more poem. If you're, if you're willing um, that I wrote (laughs) that is called, um, I treat my flowers better than I treat my body. So, so this is a poem called, I talk to my flowers better than I talk to my body. And I thought of it because of that, what you were saying about like showing your body some love. This was literally, I was walking by some flowers that somebody had given to me. And I was like, wow, these are so beautiful. And I was like, oh, look at that. I was just like, so admiring. And I was like, wow, I'm showing them more love than I show my body sometimes. So this poem came out of that. I talk to my flowers better than I talk to my body. Hello, beautiful. Well, aren't you blossoming today? Look at your radiant colors and mm, 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 you smell luscious. Every time I walk by my flowers, I smile, appreciating their beauty, the uniqueness of every bud, the sensuality of the velveteen petals on that violet rose, the pop of power from that Gerbera daisy, the lushness of the lavender hydrangea, and oh, my pink peony, each one exquisite, each one different, each one worthy of attention. I admire them with such ease. I notice their beauty as much as I ignore my own. Look at those unique folds, a belly lined with the patterns of history, a bumpy swirl luxuriating from waist to hip to leg. How sensuous, how juicy. And the wave of arms blowing in the wind, they keep waving. Part of nature I am. I walk by the mirror and there at last, hello, beautiful. Well, aren't you blossoming today? (laughs) That's so sweet. I love that. (laughs) It's so important, right? I love how you said, like, we need to show ourselves some love. How often does that happen? Right. And it's so important, Denise, what you're saying. It doesn't, it's showing ourselves love doesn't mean get on the next diet being strict with ourselves. It means being compassionate. It means loving. It means caring. It means nourishing. It means being respectful. Absolutely. 
So now for someone that has noticed that they do have a negative relationship with their body, what are some of the first steps that they can do to start changing that? Yeah. So one of them is really acknowledging this is a relationship. It's really important to to start there. Yeah. I'm having a relationship with my body and this relationship is not going so well. Instead of, oh my gosh, my body is broken. I'm doing it wrong. I got to fix this. Right. And one of the things that I often, the way I often describe my work to people is I say, uh, because they're not going to understand what the heck a body piece coach is. So I say, I'm a couples counselor. But instead of working with a woman and her partner, I work with a woman and her body. So to really get to this place of like, you know what? I want to work on this relationship. And the way to start is to start getting yourself really into couples counseling. And I have a resource that really supports that. It's on my website. It's a body piece. It's a practicing body piece journal. And in it, there's a few of my poems, but there's also really important. There are 20 questions. There are 20 questions that I would ask you if you were doing couples counseling with yourself and your body. And they deepen into where did this start? When was the first time that you started to feel like your body was not okay? Where did you learn that to feel, to look in the mirror and to pick apart all the body parts instead of seeing yourself as a whole person, right? Where did you first learn that eating dessert was, oh, that's a big no-no, right? Start unpacking the messages that you have, that you carry around with you as though they are the truth because they're not. And the scary thing is too, I mean, I've done a lot of reading about different celebrities and, and they all judge each other. Like they're even, they're judging themselves. So who is the perfect person? Who's got the perfect body? None of us. <laughs> no. And that's the thing. That's It's really important that you bring that up, Denise, because people go, well, in when and if I lose weight, then I will love myself. I have worked with women in large bodies. I have worked with women in smaller bodies. I have worked with women of all different ages. There's no when, right? When people get in a small body, they're still, oh, you know, but the wrinkles, but the this, but the, mm, 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 mm." there's no perfect body out there. There's having a relationship with your current body. It's actually what I call being body current. It's a very important concept. We're not trying to get the body we had when we were 18. We're not trying to get a body for the wedding for this summer. We're in this body. Let's be body current. Let's support and nourish and respect and be kind and peaceful in the body that we're in right now. And what are some of the things that we can do to love our bodies? The first thing, it's so interesting because I remember when I was struggling with like, I just wanted to start loving my body. And I was a big Louise Tay fan and affirmations. And I was like, I'm going to affirm myself right out of this body hatred. And I do not exaggerate when I say for 10 years, I tried, I love my body. That so did not work. It was just like, I would say that in the mirror and my mirror would like laugh and go, that's just not true. Those are just words. So you can't 
<laughs> it's like, <laughs> not true. It's not true. You're, that's ridiculous. So it doesn't work to be like, okay, so you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to just start being kind. That isn't the way that change happens with a well-worn groove of hatred with our body. So one of the first things you can do is go, oh, there's the negative. Oh, that's the critic. Oh, there she is again. It's calling her out. It's a great, it's not the whole journey, but it's a great place to start because what it does is it stops your automatic thought pattern, right? We have neural pathways, right? The ways our brain works in sort of automated ways. You look in the mirror and suddenly you're looking at your butt and thinking you're fat. Like it it takes two seconds. It's like a luge run and you're at the bottom feeling bad about yourself. So instead we want to start noticing, oh, wow, that was a negative thought. Because every time we call it out, we're going, I don't know, that's the truth. I don't think that maybe that's not, maybe, you know what? That isn't the truth. Who did I get that message from? right? Start noticing, oh, there's the critical thought. Oh, there's the critical thought. Oh, there's the critical thought. And then slowly what we can do with work and support is change those critical thoughts to be more compassionate, more caring, and and feel authentic. This isn't what I call the enthusiastic path. I love my body. Everything's great. I feed myself granola and yogurt every day, and I am happy, happy. That's not like that. This is very authentic, deep, real work because we want to feel good in our body for the duration. We don't want the next like, oh, great. I feel great for a month. And then for the next two months, I feel terrible. Now I feel great for a month. No, we want a relationship with our body that lasts the duration that takes us into old age, feeling at home, feeling good in our own skin. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for that. So we're going to be wrapping this up. So what words of wisdom would you like to share with the audience, Nina? What I want to say is, if you are looking in the mirror and feeling bad about yourself, if you are second guessing what you just ate, if you're researching the next diet when you go to bed at night, if you're thinking, I will start again tomorrow, it doesn't have to be that way. You do not have to be in a constant war with your body, body peace is actually possible. And it feels good. It feels like freedom. It feels like being liberated from jail. And it can be yours. Right. Well, you mentioned your freebies. So whoever's listening, wherever you're listening or watching, I will put all her links on here and her social media accounts. So if you have any questions for Nina, please feel free to reach out and ask. Because, yeah, this is such an amazing topic. And I think across the board, we all suffer from this one way or another. And it's creating that awareness and being kinder to ourselves, which is really important. Well, thank you so much, Nina. Wonderful information. Thank you, Denise. Well, thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.